This is Michael Zuber, and I just wanted to thank you for listening to my One Rental at a Time podcast. Did you know that I took the time to document the entire process I used to learn my market and actually still use today? I released it as a $199 online course via Teachable, and it is called How to Get Started One Rental at a Time. With that, you get access to my private Facebook group and can join our group mentoring calls every Saturday at 9 a.m. Pacific. You can find it on my website at onerentalatatime.com. Now on with the show. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, folks. Michael Zuber with One Rental at a Time. And yes, your screen is not fooling you. This is the Three Amigos. We are actually recording this remarkably early, at least for me, 7 a.m. Pacific Friday, because we had some pretty tremendous news last night that is going to change the real estate landscape for at least the next 60 or 90 days. But before we get into that, let's welcome them. Matt, how you doing? Thanks for, I'm, thanks for doing I'm this. doing great, Mike. Happy to do it. Happy to do it. Yes, yes. And Dion, how are you? Thank you. Howdy. Happy to be here. And you're, uh, you're starting a road trip soon, right? I am supposed to leave uh, tonight or tomorrow. Right. Depending Maybe. on if I ever start packing. <laughs> Just throw it in a bag, man. Deal with it later. With your level of financial freedom, you can buy all new clothes. That's right. You just buy all the way. <laughs> it's all my hair care products I've got to pack. <laughs> yeah, that's got to be a big bag. Yeah. <laughs> but anyways, we digress. The, the three amigos uh, were actually texting each other last night about the Supreme Court coming through yeah. uh, and proving that the rule of law is not dead. Contract law is important. Uh, they also kind of came through and it went from five, four, one way to six, three, the other, uh, and, the, and the Supreme court was, uh, upset. So, uh, before I take my victory lap, uh, why don't we get kind of the first thoughts from the guys? So Dion, why don't you go first? What do you think? Um, well, I, I was hoping you do your victory lap first because I was actually listening to your update yesterday and I know you called it sooner than that, but yesterday you literally said, it should be done by today and the Supreme Court, you called it I did, how yeah. they were going to rule it. Yeah. So, well, I'll take the victory lap now. So okay. I'll give you some time. So <laughs> what, what we are referring to is if you're a member of my channel on August 4th, a day after the new CDC eviction moratorium came out, I said, well, I've already spoken to a couple of attorneys. Yes. On this channel, it's not my opinion. I usually call other experts because one of the things you know about one rental at a time is my lane is this big and I seek other experts, i.e. house hacking, self-management, binder strategy, you know, Airbnb. I just rely on others if I don't know it. So I called attorneys and they said, Michael, uh, the fastest this could get back to the Supreme Court is about three weeks. The rule of law, you may be frustrated with, uh, it turns slowly. And they said, Michael, this one is going to go fast. It's going to go to the you know, lower court in D.C. Her ruling is not going to matter. It will be appealed to the appeals court. Their decision is not going to matter, but it has to go through this way. And then it will be in the Supreme Court's hand. And lo and behold, they said the fastest it would be would be between 10 business days and 15. And this was all done in 14 business days. So, um, yeah, it was, it was exciting to be right on such an important topic because I got so much hate mail or hate comments. Oh, you don't know. The Supreme Court is a this or that. They're going to they're gonna be off till October 4th, blah, blah, blah. Folks, this was a test. It was a test. I didn't know, right? It was a test. It does contract law still matter? 
do we have a rule of law? This is, you know, this is, you know, part of what makes the U.S. great is the rule of law. And um, yeah, and then finally, they were upset, right? Brett Kavanaugh specifically was upset that his well-coached words were not listened to. And apparently there's a 14-page answer uh, that basically highlights how upset they are and the fact that this is not, you know, other people are saying, oh, don't worry, the government will just create a new one. Nuh-uh. Not tough. Not it's going to be tough, really tough. Happen. So, um, yeah, so there's my victory lap. It's interesting. It's right. It's cool to be right. Uh, but now that we're here, I want to talk about what's next because I see huge noise, huge mess, and huge opportunity. But it's going to be – you're going to have to take a, take a breath. So, Dion, how was how that? So – we get a lot of hate mail on other things that you call right too. you know, literally over a year of the crash is coming, the crash has to happen. Yeah. Pandemic's going to destroy the market. You had a $10,000 bet yep. of, of the guy Mac, McAvoy, that was going to call for a 40% crash and it didn't happen. Mm-hmm. The eviction moratorium being extended, I think people are afraid of it and they hope for it. And yes. so when you're afraid of something or you hope for something, you look for that confirmation bias. You want to hear people saying it's going to happen. Yeah. Um, so your fear is justified or so that you know, your hopes are justified. But you had, out of 180 units, two tenants playing games, mm-hmm. about a percent, right? Mm-hmm. I've never had a later missing payment throughout the whole entire pandemic. The investors that I know, um, a couple are going to be going through some evictions. And yes, that'll have an impact. But as much as I'd like to make this a big event, it's almost a non-event so that people should still be doing the same thing we were doing last week. Ooh, I like that. Looking at properties, finding the next cash flowing asset, making offers. And I mean, in order for a country to work, we need contracts to mean something. Correct. If, if, a, if a contract between a landlord and a tenant is, is, is worthless, then a marriage contract is worthless. Somebody joining the military, that contract is worthless. So I, I don't see the Supreme Court ever saying, yeah, we can just never make a tenant pay. Like it was going to stop eventually. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm glad that it stopped sooner, even though I was never impacted by it. Yeah. Um, I think it's impacting multifamily more than single family and small multifamily. Mm-hmm. And you guys both have more experience than that. So I'll let your, your opinion on that matter because I, I don't have one. Very cool. And Matt? Oh, geez. <laughs> so what, what exactly like what we called, right? I said that they would strike it down. Mm-hmm. I said, we said that they would be pissed. Yep. Yep. And, uh, and I think that Congress is so tone deaf that they're going to still try and do something because they're a bunch of morons. And so I think the key is going to be is things being handled as expediently as possible on the local level. Mm-hmm. to ensure that the biggest issues and the ones that are clearly, you know, judges, we will rely on them heavily over mm-hmm. the next 30 to 60 days. And they have to be expedient in how they handle cases mm-hmm. and they need to be assertive in how they judge and how they, how they rule. Yeah. Right. So I think the thing that I took away was I was, uh, I, I was extremely excited about the timing. Like I, I you know, we had talked about three weeks we talked about it getting struck down. Um, I think that the, is this, so I believe it or not, I think that's less the story. Mm. I think the bigger story is the fact that we had three people that call themselves Supreme Court judges 
that now justify, justify stealing from me and justify stealing from us. Yeah. Because for them to dissent the way that they did and say, well, you know, it's kind of, you know, there's still sort of a health crisis kind of sort. And, you know, they're using obviously extremely, you know, ridiculous language. Mm-hmm. The bigger issue that I have is that three people that call themselves judges, mm-hmm. that their oath that they take is to enforce the law of the land. Yeah. And they're saying, eh, law of the land, it's kind of a thing. It's sort of a thing. It's more that, you know, like really only if we think it should apply, should it apply? So that is what I'm more devastated about than anything yeah. is that they couldn't set aside their personal politics to recognize that their job is one thing and one thing only enforce mm-hmm. the law of the land, which is our constitution. Yeah. The, the, uh, there's a, isn't it a statue where the, the judge is supposed to be blind, right? Is that, that's, yes. a, that's a thing, right? Yeah. It's, it's in their oath. I mean, so I think so, right. <laughs> yeah. You know, the, the, you know, lady, lady justice. Yeah. That holding one, yeah. the scales lady, yeah. blind, you know, I mean, yeah, I've seen judge Judy. Like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So, so a couple of things. So yeah, a lot of folks are, are irritated. It was at nine zero. Right. Um, I got to tell you, I'm, I've already moved on from that. Six, three, I'm good. A win's a win. Uh, yep. I'm not going to be upset about the three. I, I it's, it's now over right? The, the CDC eviction thing is over. Paperworks is likely being filed this morning uh, mm-hmm. for evictions across the country. So a couple of things I want to hit on. First and foremost, this is about the CDC order. If you happen to be in a state where a governor imposed the eviction moratorium, you are still bound by that. Like in California, mm-hmm. we're out till September. And I think New Jersey of all places is like January, January 1st. January 1. Wow. Unbelievable. Governor Murphy. Yeah, so I think there's I think there's six states and the District of Columbia. Again, do your own research. So rough, more than forty states probably start today. Mm-hmm. Second, I'm not so concerned about Congress. Uh, in in order to get through the Senate, you filibuster. You would need sixty. There's no chance they get sixty. There's actually pretty low chance they get fifty. Um, so this is not going to happen. Uh, I don't. I'm not afraid of Congress. And oh, by the way, they're out of session. Right. They're not even they're not even in session until September. Um, so, you know, this this, you know, we're going to have six week runway and it's yeah, Congress or, will uh, what, rattle the saber. There may be somebody, you know, going out on the steps and spending some nights in a sleeping bag, uh, but they're just not going to have the votes. Right. So and oh, by the way, let's not forget they have bigger challenges in front of them right now. They have three point five trillion dollars of our money they want to spend. They still have a trillion dollars in this other thing. So um not, not so concerned. Their, their, their priorities are likely elsewhere. Next up, I want to talk about what the Treasury did yesterday. In the Daily Financial News yesterday, I highlighted an article that the Treasury sent out the day before that basically said, let people self-attest, which, is, uh, which basically means that there was a paperwork process to get money paid, to get landlords whole. That was really what was gumming up the machines. And the Treasury came out a day ago and basically said... <laughs> Dude, let people just say what they say and let's get the money out. That was an indication to me that the Supreme Court was about to rule because I'm, I'm assuming the Supreme Court whispered to the Treasury going, you got that whatever it is, $38 billion still to go. You better get on that boy because we're going to strike this thing down. And, and lo and behold, 24 hours later, they did. So again, I think something else happens is a lot more landlords are made whole in the next two to three weeks, which is a good thing. I think, right? You're going you're gonna to go from a negative balance to even. Um, but 
you know, that's only going to help a few. What I think is really going to happen is there's a lot of tenants on the cusp of ghosting their landlords. This has happened to me during this crisis. Um, and, and it's it's just an unfortunate fact that happens all the time. I just think it's going to be a, a, a about a 30-day window where lots of landlords are going to get ghosted, and that's going to hurt. Um, any thoughts on that, Dion? So I don't know about tenants ghosting their landlords. Uh, like I said, I've never had a later missing payment in 10 years now. Yeah. But but you did show have, off. What, <laughs> well, I have a really small portfolio too, so it's not really a good sample group. Um, so I really think if anybody's watching, screening tenants for me comes down to credit score and credit history. Mm-hmm. A lot of people worry about how much a person is making. And throughout this pandemic, there were people making a lot of money who were never laid off or who got extra money, made more money when they were on unemployment, mm-hmm. who then chose not to pay rent. Yes, that was the problem with this. More, the first moratorium was the landlord couldn't request assistance. The tenant didn't have to pay. Yep. But what I think going forward is, is we might see another spike in inventory. Mm. And it's because of a mistaken thought that a lot of landlords have. They think or some agent tells them nobody's going to buy your property if there's tenants in it. People say, I want to buy an empty property. There mm-hmm. are a lot of investors like me who prefer to buy rent ready or already occupied properties. Mm -hmm. So, but there's a majority of landlords think I need to have a vacant property. I need to list it on Thursday. I need to do it in the, before winter hits because nobody moves in the winter because of school, which has Mm -hmm. never been a thing for me. Um, I've listed places in December and got just as much rent as when I listed in June. Mm -hmm. So, but I think that there will be people who go through the eviction process to get the tenants out. And Mm -hmm. right after that, they're going to list their properties. They're going to say, the government stepped in. I almost went bankrupt. This this is not a safe asset class. I've had the thought of, and I've seen, I've heard this in several podcasts for the last five plus years. Real estate is a safe asset class because people in Congress own properties. Mm -hmm. They're going to protect people with properties. And this year we saw that, and I'm going to use a very unprofessional term. Most people in office are retarded. No, oh, no. <laughs> so I know that's not a pleasant word, but they are. And we're seeing that now. Yeah. When, when three elected judges, and I've taken the oath twice, I became yeah. a United States Marine and I became a, pl- a police officer. And both times you swear to uphold the constitution and then as law enforcement, the constitution of your state. So I know judges have done that too. Mm-hmm. To then say, we're going to give imaginary um, powers to the CDC and let them do things that are against the constitution yeah uh, it's going to cause a lot of landlords that didn't plan for it to step out of the asset class yeah we're going to get there that's step two for me how about you matt you can see a lot of ghosting going on or do you know what i mean by ghosting i certainly i'm the youngest of the group like of course i know what you okay. mean by ghosting all right well hey i'm just asking <laughs> well, wait, does mike know that that's a dating thing oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, my daughter told me about it. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> She's like, Dad, I just ghosted this guy. Yeah, like, exactly, exactly. It's awesome. Yeah, so um, I think, yeah, certainly there's going to be some ghosting. I think what's really interesting, Mike, is that in previous eviction moratoriums, so, and with the eviction, with, with the eviction on foreclosures, the moratorium on foreclosures, what was interesting was, is if a foreclosure was started during the eviction, during the moratorium, you had to start over after it cleared up. Mm. So what's really interesting is, is I actually filed the one day when we didn't have an eviction moratorium on August 2nd, I right. filed that day. So the interesting thing is, is that then they put a new one in for the CDC on the third that carries through until yesterday. Well, guess what? I have my, I have my hearing next, uh, next Friday. 
I have my hearing there you for go. these two evictions. So I'm very interested to see how it goes. So I don't think that, I, I think that there's certainly going to be a number of people that are going to see a, that are going to see, yeah, absolutely getting ghosted, literally just people poof in the night. And yeah. you know what? I could only hope for so much. I hope these, I literally have told these people, I'm going to evict you. Here's the process. Mm-hmm. Here's exactly what's going to happen. If you are out two days before the hearing, I will not follow through with the hearing. Yeah. If you are still there that if you are still there within two days, I'm going to follow through with the hearing. And even if you don't show up, then I'm going to get a judgment and it's going to be nasty and mean and, and gross after that. Exactly. But out of all of those, yeah, I mean, 136 tenants, we got, we had uh, two. Yeah. So. Yeah. So what I mean by, what I mean by step one is a lot of tenants have been counting on this. They've been hoping for it. They, they now see the writing on the wall in at least 45 or 43 States. Um, they're right now making plans and, um, Yes, they will. They will ghost. They'll be like, okay, I'm done. I've lived here as long as I can. Yep. They're going to pack up a U-Haul at night and they're going to be gone. Again, I'm not saying that's bad or good, or it's just going to happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, next up, we're going to have a lot of turnover costs. Uh, landlords um, get ready, right? Turnover think, is not fun. You think contractors are busy now, Mike? Oh yeah. I would hire a pay. I've literally, I, I told a painter, I said, I have seven places I want you to paint in the month of September. Yeah. Get, so I get have, ready. I have 50% of his schedule in the September because yeah. I know it's going to look like that with other units we have turning plus people, you know, leaving and being finally done. Yeah. So get ready, right. Uh, landlords, it's um, you're going to have some repairs. Uh, and then uh, the good news is rents are really up. Uh, rents are really up, but make sure you are uh, really screening tenants. Cause there's going to be a lot of turn and you're, this is a very, I don't know, risky time because you're, mm-hmm. you're going to be doing credit checks before judgments hit credit. So really check rev, uh, landlord references, drive by the old place, do, do the extra work today because you don't want to inherit someone else's problem. What, watch my, watch my, sorry, shameless plug, watch the video I did on it. I went at length, Mike. And I think we gave it, gave you that video too. Yeah. At length about the playbook. Yeah, exactly. And then finally, as Dion talked uh, earlier, um, we are ultimately at the end of this. I suspect it's about 30 days out, maybe 45. We are going to see the frustrated landlords raise their hand, cry uncle. Uh, and again, you add on top of that, this budget reconciliation process, which promises, promises higher taxes, promises higher taxes. Yeah. Uh, we are going to have a very interesting end of the year. So get ready, do your work. Um, seller, I mean, it's the time to get honed in on seller financing. Um, Man, it's it's gonna be, it's gonna get really good. I I look forward to it. Uh, I just know the next thirty days are gonna be very noisy and messy. Frankly, what do you think, Dion? So two things. First, Matt, that's really smart to kind of book out your contractors or handymen for things you expect next month or the month after. So I think everybody should take a note from that. And the second thing, uh, and of course, my brain shuts off as soon as I go to talk. <laughs> Here's some ammunition for people that are as active as I am in social media, because you have people who say the eviction moratorium is terrible and they pretty much get attacked. You have the people who support the eviction moratorium because they're picturing the poor family being kicked out on the street due to no fault of their own, which is a possibility. But all through last year, we had unemployment, extra unemployment, extended unemployment, stimulus, help wanted signs everywhere, So yeah, somebody's one job might've been shut down, but there were a dozen others available in the same area that the person could go to work for. We can't find staff at my truck driving school for office, for uh, instructors. 
there's there's signs everywhere for people looking for it. I personally know people who call themselves retired this entire last year because they can get unemployment through the whole pandemic with the extra unemployment. Mm -hmm. And it was as much or more than what they were making to work. And they didn't have the cost of work. They yeah, didn't exactly. have the same tax bracket. They didn't have the savings amount coming out for retirement. They didn't have the cost of traveling to work. So I mean, there's actually one here today. I should grab him and call him out, but I'm not going to do that. Come on. What's his first name? No, <laughs> don't do it. Don't do it. <laughs> no, no, no. no, I'll call people out when it's funny, but not when it's that. Good. <laughs> um, anybody who's being evicted now had a chance to go and request assistance and didn't mm -hmm. they, and didn't. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, we have, right. we, I have, I have the two tenants are paying games with me. Uh, they owed over 20 grand each. One of them was still clearly working, had a great job. All of these things just felt empowered by the cancel rent movement and um, never bothered filling out the paperwork because they purposely wanted to flip me the middle finger. They thought all landlords were greedy. And oh, by the way, this happened to be the same house that had a $5,000 roof mount dual pack go out that I had to replace during the year that he didn't pay rent. That was, that was fun. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he's gone now. Um, so Mike, I agree with you on the seller financing piece. If only there were a place where people could learn that. Yeah, exactly. Um, oh, uh, oh, wait, your course, it's in there. <laughs> it's in um, there. So yeah, you want to look at that because again, this is the value of the course. There's all of these subjects covered. You absolutely should be doing that because Dion's piece for the binder is in there oh, as well, which is yeah. rental increases, which is nothing is more critical than right now. Exactly. So right now, there, that is huge. If there are three things that you need that you must have, and I learned this from Dion yesterday, if I tell you the fourth, forget it. So I'm only going to tell you three things. But the three things are this. One is the one rental at a time course. You need to get that because that will tell you the self-financing piece because you're doing the work. This will tell you the self-financing piece so you can understand how to get deals done in what will be an interesting season coming forward. Number mm -hmm. two, you absolutely 100% in those units where you have people leaving, you are going to be raising those rents. Do not get put it back on the market for what you're renting it for today or be like, no. hey, maybe 5% more. That's all my cost really went up. Do not do that. You are leaving money on the table and the market will bear far more. Mm -hmm. I'm not looking to ever rip anybody off, but I believe in a free market economy and that's what this is. So yep. it's the opportunity for you to also recoup. And then the third and last piece that you need is absolutely look for the handbook, the eviction moratorium handbook that I put together for landlords, because everything that we are doing to qualify tenants, everything that we are doing is in there. And there's four points in there. I made the mistake of having four, but nah. there's four points in there that will take everybody through all the things that we're doing because Mike just made the perfect point and he might not have known it. I probably did because he said it. The fact of the matter is, is that none of this stuff is going to have caught up to these guys. There's not going to be any legal record of the fact that they didn't pay for 10 months. There's mm -hmm. not going to be the fact that they were evicted. None of that stuff is going to be a record yet. So they are going to get a second bite at the apple if landlords don't do the proper thing in the due diligence. Follow those three things that I said. They're all different things from each of us. And that will absolutely put you on the right trajectory to making sure that this is a major opportunity for you, one that you likely haven't seen before versus it being a risk. Yeah, that's, that is so well said. Dion, you want to add anything to that? Yeah, the one caveat is even Matt mentioned, if these people move out just before the actual court date, you know, two days before, I'm not going to follow up. 
landlords often take it even a step further that if you call a landlord and they have a bad tenant who hasn't been paying and moving into your place is the way they can get rid of that tenant, they're going to give them a rave review. That's, That's right. why credit, credit history, um, higher deposits, and those rent increases are a way to mitigate the risk of the, the environment we've had for this last year of eviction moratoriums even being a thing. Yeah. Proof yeah. of the, the biggest thing, proof of payment for the last three months of your rent. Absolutely. Proof, proof like of payment. Physical, yeah. <clears throat> proof yeah. of, I want to see an ACH. I want to see a Venmo. I want to see a PayPal. I want to see a check. Oh, I pay cash. Tough. Yeah. Nope. Out. Yeah. So what I want to say is we wrap this up again. Uh, it was a, it was an interesting year, right? There were, there were certainly times I wondered personally if, if the rule of law had somehow become squishy. It's something I have counted on. Uh, it is something that I've, I've said many times, right? Either the U.S. Constitution matters or it doesn't. Uh, and I was questioning that several times. I felt better about it on August 4th, even though the new CDC was put in place because every attorney I'd spoken with and a couple of them were constitutional attorneys said, watch. And they kind of laid it out and it, it, every day, it, it, like every three or four days, it moved to the next step. I'm like, yes, it's happening. But not everybody saw that. Uh, and then finally, yeah, be ready. The next 30 to 45 days are going to be noisy. Uh, landlords are going to have fo folks go to them. Uh, you're going to have high repair costs. Uh, but yes, first and foremost, you've got to learn the binder strategy. Uh, yes. If there was ever an opportunity in my 20 years to get the market rent, this is it. Rent a meter. Craigslist, all that stuff that we have maybe counted on the past, it's out of date. It's, I mean, it's out of date by a lot. Uh, and then finally, really, it's all about tenant selection. If you want to talk about why we had 95, 96, 97 rent collection, uh, even through all of this, all of us, it was tenant selection, credit right. criteria, payments, proof of history. That's right. You know, it's net again, Binder strategy and tenant qualifications are going to be so vital. And then what I'm excited about is I know how hard it is to find motivated sellers. We are going to have a unique opportunity. And I truly believe uh, this next 90 to 120 days are going to be the time for seller financing. So get creative, seller seconds, seller. I really think it'll be seller seconds because I think a lot of people are going yes. to want to get paid with yes. first, you know, do a 50% first, <clears throat> a seller second for 40%, and then you bring in 10%. That's going to kind of be my default offer, frankly. That way I only have to come out of pocket for 10%. I might even do delayed payments on the second. Man, you could get so creative with seller financing. So I'm excited by what's in front of us. I just know the next 30 or 45 days are going to be noisy and you're going to have some risk. If you don't do your homework, you don't tenant select, you, you don't do the binder strategy, you're going to leave money on the table and add risks. So guys, I want to thank you for doing this early. I greatly appreciate you uh, Thursday, three amigos and doing this Friday was a, was a great help. So thanks guys, Matt, how can people find you? Lumberjacklandlord.com, Lumberjacklandlord on YouTube. And Mike want to thank everybody for sticking with us over the last year. It's been a tough year. Yeah. So congratulations. Tough times don't last tough people do. You guys made it. Congratulations. And Dion. Awesome. Um, right here on YouTube, Dion talk financial freedom. I try to answer every question that comes my way. Awesome. Again, guys, thank you very much. This has been an awesome thing. And I got to go get ready for my 730 daily financial news. Good luck, Mike. Take care. Thanks, Thanks. guys. See you.